Dump on the Ump, a baseball podcast, season four, episode 26. Thank you very much for listening to us. Tonight is Monday, July 30th. My name is Joel. I'm broadcasting in from Champaign, Illinois. With me tonight, as per usual, are Sam and Eli. Guys, how's it going? How you doing, Joel? Uh, this is Sam. I'm broadcasting in from Brooklyn, New York. Uh, my hot take for the night that is that both Oakland and Seattle have made uh, a couple deals right before the trade deadline, which proves that they are willing to gamble away their mediocre future for a chance to lose in a one-game wild-card playoff against the Yankees this year. <laughs> That's a good one. Uh, uh, hey everyone, this is Eli coming at you from the PVD. Uh, I'm looking this week real close at the four-game series coming up between the Red Sox and Yankees beginning Thursday. Uh, Sox right now, I think, are up five and a half games, and uh, you know, this late in the game, that could really um, it could make a statement for the, the rest of the season going out. I think if the if the Sox can pull it off. Yeah, man, the Sox are on national TV pretty much every night this week, either against the Phillies or the Yankees. It's going to be an interesting, interesting week. Um, uh, my hot take in the light of not one, not two, but three different MLB players having sexist and racist tweets revealed this week is that, you know, maybe, just maybe... A guy you went to high school with who bullied everyone and called them gay. She might have grown up to be a professional baseball player. Sometimes there's no no comic justice in the universe. Uh, yeah. yeah. I'm just glad that there was no Twitter when you were in high school, Joel. Cause right. Or, you that know... Would been, that yeah. would have been bad for you. <laughs> You know what I was thinking? I'm glad that there was no Twitter in 1947 when Jackie Robinson joined the majors. Because that would have been really bad. Yeah. Yeah. Think about that. Um, I did a lot of dumb stuff on Twitter. I still do a lot of dumb stuff on Twitter. I don't think I tweet out (laughs) violently misogynistic tweets constantly, however... (laughs) Give myself a little bit of credit. Not too much. Not too much. Somebody else said something hilarious on the internet. Yeah, I did dumb stuff when I was a kid, too. Like, I jumped out of a two-story window onto a mattress because I thought it would be like a trampoline. But that's still not, like, being a super asshole racist on the internet. There's a difference. There's a difference between stupid... And racist. That's all I'm saying. But I don't agreed. Know. <laughs> baseball, 
MLB is not really on my good side this week. <laughs> uh, hey, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for listening, and thank you everyone who listened last week. Got a lot of great listens from all across the country. Um, like we've said over and over again, you can check us out on SoundCloud.com. Please subscribe to us on Apple iTunes and rate and review us. And like we said, we're active on Twitter at Dump on the Ump. And you can check out our Facebook page, uh, also Dump on the Ump. Shout out Champagne, Illinois. Thank you very much for listening. And that's more listens than just me this week. I know that I'm a middle school teacher, and I'm on summer, and I'm just sitting in my house, in my drawers, listening to our own podcast. Yeah, listening to your own voice on the radio. <laughs> yes. However, that is more than just me. So shout out to all the other summer, summertime teachers in Champaign listening to the podcast. Hey, shout out to Seoul, South Korea. Patty's out there, I assume. Not actually being in Seoul, South Korea. Um, Centerville, Maryland. Barrie, Vermont. Colorado Springs, Colorado. Bend, Oregon. Franklin, Tennessee. Hove, United Kingdom. Bang, Hove, H-O-V-E. United Kingdom. Yeah, Brexit. Yeah, oh, <laughs> Brexit. <laughs> I don't know, man. They lost. They should have to renegotiate that. Yeah, I was reading a really sad article on the internet about Brexit last week. Kind of feel bad for... Well, I don't feel bad for Theresa May, but she's got a shitty job right now dealing with that. Um, Bangalore, India... Boston, Massachusetts, go Red Sox. Burlington, Vermont, I guess also go Red Sox, probably, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Portland, Oregon. Ooh, here's a good one. Petersdorf, Austria. Ah. Uh. Yeah. Guten Tag. Petersdorf. Uh. Yeah. Um... Providence, Rhode Island, Agarola, Italy. So, thank you everyone for listening. Please tell your friends about us. And listen again. Well, you are listening right now. I appreciate that. Um, Sam, I did some research on Brick, New Jersey, by the way. Oh, good. That sounds sounds (laughs) like it sucks. (laughs) Yeah. Nah, dude. You guys were really entertaining last week. (laughs) Thanks. I have to say. It was hard yeah. last week, man. Two people is hard. I thought that we... It took us a while to get started, but once yeah. we got rolling, it was better. Yeah, yeah. Um, I liked how eventually you were... Joel, you were just like, well, I guess this is the episode where we review sitcoms. <laughs> 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 but also, I know, Joel, when it's just the two of us, we spend a lot more time on... Like who listened last week? Yeah, you know? <laughs> a yeah. lot more to say on that. Um, <laughs> like we just really stretch out the introduction for like yeah. half of the podcast. Right? No, it took a long time. <laughs> no, Brick. Okay, so Brick, New Jersey, population seventy-five thousand. It's on the Jersey Shore. 
is like Chris Christie's like base. Like this is where people who really like Chris Christie come from. Brick, New Jersey. It's like the Brexit of New Jersey. Exactly. Um, But here, notable people, they've had at least three Major League Baseball players come from this town of 75,000 called Brick, New Jersey. Hank Ballowy, MLB All-Star pitcher who played for the Yankees, Cubs, Phillies, Pirates, and Tigers. That's uh, not bad. Died in 2004. That's too bad. Yeah. He, um, Jack Martin. What's his Twitter look like? What? What's his Twitter look like, really, before we can judge a man? Let's see what he tweeted <laughs> out when he was 17 years old, you know? Right. Well, he played for the Cubs in 1945 to 1948, so it probably oh, wasn't probably great. seriously racist really, shit on Twitter. Really racist. <laughs> He probably did not care for Jackie Robinson too much. <laughs> or the gays, probably. Either. <laughs> um, no, he just thought that the gays were a rumor, probably. Yeah, they didn't even exist. Yeah. Um, Jack Martin, born 1887, died 1980. Infielder, yeah. who played for the New York Highlanders. The Phillies... And the Boston Braves. Um, cool. Like, that, I want to know what that guy's Twitter handle was like. He probably... Probably had a lot more, like, horse and carriage references than you would, would find today. I would guess, like, <laughs> anti-China man or something like that. Oh, maybe. Yeah. Well, like, I don't know about this thing called the Brooklyn Bridge yeah. that's going up <laughs> in New York right yeah. now. I think it's the downfall of the city <laughs> connecting those two. Italian immigrants taking our jobs. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Um, and then, who else? There was somebody else. I was like, this is crazy. Tom McCarthy, TV announcer for the Philadelphia Phillies. John Sadak, born in 1979, so he's actually... Closer to, to our age. Um, broadcaster for the Scranton Wilkes-Barre Rail Riders, the Yankees AAA affiliate. I'm missing someone. There was another MLB player in here. Oh, Jim Dowd. No, he played for NHL. All these athletes are coming out of Brick, New Jersey. Uh, Gary <laughs> Graham, tight end for the Houston Texans. Scott Thompson, a soccer player in... England, Art Toms, a defensive tackle for the Oakland Raiders and the Philadelphia Eagles. Man, there's something in the water in Brick, New Jersey. They are just... Yeah, bricks. Yeah, bricks. Yeah. Yeah, they, really, they really want to be on the cutting edge of all sports, which is why they're listening to this podcast now. There you yeah. go. That's, a That's good true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they just, like, play sports podcasts nonstop while they sleep. And that's how they get good? That's yeah, that's like, it, like it subconsciously through osmosis gets into their psyche, you know? Uh-huh. Huh. Speaking, speaking of podcasts, Yo. Um, I've been cruising right through this show called Brockmere. Brockmire? Okay. You told me about this show. Yeah, yeah, show. yeah. What is it? Yeah, for, for, for those of you who don't know you, know it, it's a IFC show uh, that... 
follows a down on his luck uh, baseball broadcaster who has like a huge personal meltdown and then gets sent down to do PA, uh, you know, on the field calls for a minor league team. And it's, it's really area. And it's a podcast. Is it fiction? No, it, no. it's fiction and it's uh, hilarious. It's, it's a sitcom. It's, it's, okay. He's a total degenerate. And he like can't handle his rage and alcoholism and and uh, but it's funny because he got really famous for like flipping out and it being on caught on video on the air <laughs> and then being put up on YouTube. But he's kind of like an old school guy, so he's never seen them before. But then he does see them, and he's trying to figure out ways to capitalize on like this internet fame that he has. Uh-huh. And he's got, like, this young producer that he does his work with in the minor leagues. And he's like, oh, I know what we'll do. We'll start a podcast. <laughs> he's like, what's a podcast? He's like, it's like the radio, but it's not the radio. <laughs> it's it's uh, Hank so you definitely check it out. It's From Hank. the Simpsons. Oh, it, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. So anyway, he's got a really, really good broadcaster's voice. Right. Because he's a voice actor, you know. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, it's it's worth a watch. It's it's really funny. Nice. Yeah, uh, and Hank is there. Yeah, is a big like, game it's too. funny because he goes all the way down, and then like, it's like a you know redemption arc sort of story. But like in between the time where he had his meltdown and when he goes back into the minor leagues, he's like gone to China and like commentated like cockfights and stuff you know he's just like <laughs> he like really went into the bottom like into, yeah. the, into the you know dirt you know goes off the deep end yeah <laughs> and it's really really hilarious because it's just all baseball stuff right and they make fun of joe buck a lot which is amazing yeah that's good joe buck yeah joe buck probably deserves that <laughs> um, Leave, dude. All right, so y'all were making a couple of hot takes about about the Red Sox. How I mean, how are the Red Sox doing? Uh, they're incredible. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> like, they've like lost two games out of their past like twenty five games or some shit like that. Mm-hmm. And yeah. they're playing the Phillies right now. They are playing the Yankees. It's a four game set this weekend. Well, they're playing the Phillies, who are in first place in the NL East, and then they're playing the Yankees, who have, like, the third-best record in the major leagues. Second, I think. And are five-and-a-half games back. So right. it's, a, it's, a, it's like a strong – it's like a good stretch. Right, right. And yeah. – go ahead, Eli. Uh, they're, they're playing the Philly right now in the first game of a three-game series, and um, – David Price and this pitcher named uh, Nola. I am unfamiliar with him, but uh, so this is the first time I've watched him pitch, and he is really good. Oh yeah, hmm. yeah. Um, I saw that Jackie Bradley Jr. catch. Uh, the oh other yeah, day. that was Which pretty one? amazing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was pretty amazing. I was shocked to learn though. He is he's center field, right? Yeah. He does not have the most uh, defensive runs prevented of any center fielder this year. 
that actually goes to Lorenzo Cain. Is actually the, the yeah. number one runs prevented. Which well, he also like has doesn't hasn't won a Gold Glove ever, which really? is kind of a, it's a shock. Yeah. But center field is so stacked with like amazing defensive players. Mm-hmm. He might not even be the best center fielder in the AL East because it's Kevin Kiermeyer or what's his name, the guy for the Rays, and then the homophobe that plays for Toronto. Uh, what's up with what's to- no, I'm Kevin Millar? Right. <coughs> Toronto. Both are amazing. I mean, Jackie Bradley Jr. is okay. probably the best defensive center fielder mm-hmm. in the majors, but it's just a really stacked position as far as defense go. Yeah. And then also he plays on the same team as Mookie Betts, who's like the has the most defensive runs saved of anybody in the major leagues, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's the over the past couple of years. He's the uh, perennial um, Gold Glove winner for right field, which is kind of a weird thing. If you ask me, uh, you guys are familiar with this, right? It's like once you win one Gold Glove in a position, you'll just continue to win it year over year, kind of uh, like despite how you do it. Yeah, I mean, is you that know? voted on by press or what? Who, who decides? I think it's voted on by players or managers, okay. actually. Because I yeah. wonder how much uh, of that is. It's like internal. It's not media. Okay. I still <coughs> would wonder how much of that is reputation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, he's also won overall defensive player in the, of the year two years in a row, uh-huh. which is a bigger deal. That's like overall gold glove. Yeah. yeah. He's really great yeah. out there. But last week, I mean, the JBJ catch this week was amazing. But last week, he threw this guy out at home, which was, in my opinion, like far more impressive. Because I didn't there's like that. Who this guy who's on second base, and this guy hits a ground ball up the middle, and it's like wasn't hit very hard. And it's like a play that you just assume the guy from second is going to score on. Yeah. And JBJ picks up the ball and throws it. He throws it so hard that it doesn't go straight. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. He like throws it so hard that it curves, but he like somehow <laughs> accounted for the curve and it goes straight to the catcher and the guy's out by like three steps. It was incredible. <laughs> like bends along space time, like the gravitational yeah. waves to alter so its course. It's, it's like traveling so fast. That it like the molecules in the air are causing it to change <laughs> paths. You know what I mean? Yes, uh, I think that is excellent. You should look that play up. It's really incredible. Okay, so uh, and Sam, you mentioned this in your hot take. Tomorrow is the trade deadline, correct? Yeah, midnight tonight. I think midnight tonight. Or midnight I tomorrow. Think it's midnight maybe. tomorrow. I think they have. Tomorrow's the last day of July. I think they have tomorrow to continue dealing. Yeah. And, you know, the the AL East superpowers are doing their arms build-up right now. Um, right. I haven't completely caught up on it, except I knew about uh, Red Sox taking Evaldi and the Yankees taking Hap, which I just thought was interesting because both of those guys are coming from within the division. Which I think says something about the other three teams in the division completely giving up at this point. Well, we talked about this actually earlier in the season in how 
the good teams are like so much better and the bad teams just aren't even trying, you know? Mm-hmm. And I feel like like the tr- what's happening right now is like a, a really clear picture of what's going on because like the Red Sox are five and a half games in first place. They have almost a 700 winning percentage. Right. And they're like, feel like they need to make moves, you know? Right. Which is crazy. And and, right. Which is crazy. And the Yankees have made a lot of moves. They've like made, they have been doing a lot of shit. Yeah. And Houston has made, just made a, picked up a pitcher, I think. Up on um, the Blue Jays. Right. And all of these teams have a above 600 winning percentage, right. which is, like, really, really, really good. Yeah, and the, the Yankees ago, are on track for 104 wins. That's their best season in 14 right. years or something like that. And, and they're not like, going to win the like, division. You know, we talk a lot about how, like, what a joke the Marlins are, and they are. They're fucking hilarious, but but like the competition at the top is like really heated right now because all of these super teams are like super and they all feel like they need to get better. Well, and these three super teams, because we've talked about this a bunch of times, where the American League and the National League are not the same in their composition. Where you have, in the AL, you have these three super teams that are going to make the playoffs. The Yankees will make it as a wild card, but they're going to make the playoffs. And these teams are preparing to do battle with each other in the playoffs. Whereas in the NL, you have a bunch of teams that are at 550 winning percentage. That have one or one and a half games lead in their division and really are not safe to make the playoffs, and they're fighting each other. Right. Philly, go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, as I, you know, the Mariners and the A's both feel like they have a shot this year, too, as I said in my hot take. Like, right. They're, they're putting their chips on the table, too, you know? Yeah, and they got to shoot their shot. <laughs> but they're right. not both making the playoffs. One of those teams is making the playoffs. One of those two teams will not make the playoffs. One of yeah. those two teams will not make the playoffs. Um, I'm just um, the Yankees are desperately trying to sort out their bullpen. They picked up what's his name, who was one of the best closers for the Orioles for a few years, but was recently hurt. He hasn't played all year, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, he's been out for a while. Britain? Britain, yeah, Zach Britain. Britain. But he what? I mean, when last year and the year before, I think he led the AL in saves. They, no, he was um, hurt this year too. Last year he was hurt as well? I think he was hurt the end of last year. The year before he almost won the Cy Young Award because he had an ERA of 0.3 or some ridiculous shit. Yeah. Right. And just before we started this podcast, the the, um, Yankees picked up, um, what's his name, Lance Lynn? Oh, yeah. He used to play for the Cardinals for a really long time. but He got signed by the Twins last year. Yeah. He's yeah. been with the twins, and so they just picked him up right before we started this podcast. And of course, then they added Hap. So they're, you know, That's desperately trying to sort out their arms so that they can contend. It'll be interesting to see how the rest of the season goes with that strategy. 
their bullpen is not what I would be concerned about if I were on the Yankees. It's their starting lineup, their rotation, that I would be concerned about. They do not have the starting pitchers to compete with Boston or Houston. And that's becoming going to become... Or Cleveland. Or Cleveland, yeah. Let's we have to talk about Right. Because, <clears throat> because they just get a free pass to the playoffs. Like, I right. They should not even have to play all year long. What the hell? They should be the mystery team that just, like, comes out, like, <laughs> behind the black curtain at the beginning of the playoffs, you know? WWE style. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> true wild card. True wild. Yeah, that card. is a wild card. <laughs> <laughs> um, but their starting rotation, both the Red Sox and the Astros have these dominant starting rotations. Luis Severino, the Yankees' quote unquote ace, has a nine ERA in his last three starts. Oh, and how much of a darling was that fucking asshole to exactly. the media the first first half of the season? Mm-hmm. They're like, oh, he's such, he's just really matured into his role, and it's like fucking total implosion right now. I love it. Yeah, they better be, I mean, I was trolling Yankee fans hard on Twitter over the weekend between Judge uh, fracturing his hand and Severino laying a big egg shit on the field. Uh, They were not happy, which may be why they're scrambling to, by everybody right now. Uh, yeah. Mm. I mean, ab- absolutely. Mm. I, it's like, it's really, it's incredible to see a team with that sort of record going into the trade deadline panicking. Right. Well, because they've got to play. I mean, you said, and you're probably right, that they're, you know, Oakland and Seattle are competing with who gets to lose to the Yankees in the wild card game. Right. But but that's one game, you know, and that's what I right. like about the wild card game. That's one game you got to play. Right. And if you're the Yankees and you got Severino starting that single game, then you have to be like sweating bullets right now. Yeah. Um also, I guess the Yankees like have the farm system to like throw away on trades, and they have the cap space to like absorb bloated salaries. So, well, and I'm talking shit about the Yankees pitching, but according to Yahoo.com, they're second in the major leagues in WHIP, second in batting average against, and fourth in ERA. So they ain't bad. And six games out of first place in the AL East. Right, right. So, yeah, um, fuck the Yankees. <laughs> yeah, fuck the Yankees. I said yeah. has got a 2.94 ERA, but that's almost up in the entire run in the last three starts. He was at, like, two, which is really, really good. Sabathia's no. a 3.53. Tanaka's a 4.09, so Tanaka's actually below average. Gray is a 5.08, and they're thinking that I mean, is he going to be able to start? I, I, I mean, you know, it's not like I'm biased or anything, but I am not putting my faith in their starting pitching. They're, right. They're like, men. with C.C. Sabathia and J.A. Happ, and yeah. is that his name? Yeah. And, and Sonny Gray, like, they have a fucking amazing rotation from, like, 2012. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's a good way to put it. 
throw but, us back six years and you got like the best rotation <laughs> in the game, you know? The San Francisco Giants are like, damn, that's what we wanted to do. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <clears throat> <laughs> yeah, it's going to be exciting. Um, I mean, Yankee fans are betting that they can beat the Reds. You guys have to play them ten more times. Right. And the Yankee fans are like, oh good, we can make up ground. That's a big if. That means you actually got to beat Boston. Right. Um, um, and then the other thing Yankee fans are betting on is that their schedule, and I haven't looked this up yet, their schedule over August is weak. They've got an easy schedule, absent this four-game stretch at Boston. I mean, oh man, after that, they go visit the Chicago White Sox, and that's three wins in the bag. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're, you're the worst home, homer fan ever. <laughs> if we were in different spots, it'd be like, that's three losses there. Getting, you know, you're going to get served up. <laughs> you're like such a realist. <laughs> no, no, no. We've been, we've been almost 500 over the last three weeks. We're like 9 and 10. Whatever. We suck. Uh... You know what's interesting about Yankee-Red Sox games is that over the last couple of years, especially the winning percentages at home for both teams have been sort of through the roof. So basically, the Red Sox don't win that much in New York and vice versa. So I'd be, in, I'd be interested to know, you know, how with the remaining matchups that they have against each other, what city are they in? And I feel like we've been in New York more than they've been in the Boston. The next so. four in Boston. Shit. They play the White... Yankees play the White Sox six times in August. Sorry, you guys. Um, <laughs> there's a, the full set in Fenway this weekend, and then you don't play them again until September 18, 19, 20th in the Bronx... And then the last three at the end of the the last uh, series of the season is at Fenway. So you've got seven games at Fenway and three games in Yankee Stadium. So yeah, they're, they're at I like that. I like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the Red Sox also have a better record at home and away than the Yankees. Yeah. Like sometimes you see a team with a good record and they just crush at home and then they're like 500 away. But the Red Sox have been dominating both home and away. Here's an interesting stretch that the Yankees have to do from September 3rd to September 9th. They got three games at Oakland followed by three games at Seattle. Um, that actually could be really fascinating. Because, I, I mean, <coughs> the Yankees are... They haven't secured a playoff spot yet. Let me let me just go off on a, a branch and say that. That's true. And that's going to be a chance for the Mariners and the A's to make up ground there. Right. But it's still a long shot. But it's a shot. It's a shot, and the Yankees are, like, really shaking things up right now. And Judge just went on the, the yeah. DL and, like, yeah. Gary Sanchez. Can we talk about Gary Sanchez? 
Can we talk about him? Uh, yeah, can we talk about Gary Sanchez? I kind of feel bad for him, except I don't feel bad for him at all because he plays for the New York Yankees. Talk about someone who's ripe for someone to uncover some dirt in their Twitter account. Gary Sanchez? Gary Sanchez. Yeah, yeah. He, it was a, I feel like nobody likes him, like on his team or in the league. Right, he doesn't have any friends. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's like he's, yeah, he's just like a bully who's never been able to interact well with others. Yeah. No one loves him. Right. Nobody um, loves you, Gary Sanchez. That's going to be the name. Nobody loves him. That's, that's for sure. That's the, the name of this episode of our podcast. Nobody loves yeah. Gary Sanchez. Like, he probably has a Twitter account with, like, just a, so much dirt on it, mm-hmm. but he doesn't have any followers, like, you know? So nobody, like, no one has even bothered to look at it because everyone's like, you know what? Fuck that guy. <laughs> I'm not even interested in hearing anything he has to say, positive or negative. Yeah, even his teammates, he's like, hey, guys, why haven't you followed me back? And they're like, oh, sorry, Gary, you know we get so many followers that it's hard to keep track. <laughs> Gary Sanchez. I'll get, I'll get right on it. Yeah. Dude. Gary Sanchez doesn't even get an emoji from Didi Gregorius. Right. He's like, good Didi. Everybody else has got these great emojis. Why don't I get any? And Didi's like, who are you? Yeah. Everyone's like really excited about uh, Giancarlo Stanton's birthday party, and they're like all talking about it in the clubhouse. And then Gary Sanchez walks out of the shower. And he's like, "Oh, hey guys, what's going on? What are you talking about?" And like everyone just goes totally silent. Right? They're like, "Oh, I think Coach is calling." Yeah. They're like, "Oh, Aaron Boone wants us to frost all of our tips right now. We can't talk." Uh, group shave. Yeah, uh, but how about uh, what was it last week when he got totally criticized for not hustling after right? Uh, uh, like in in the bottom of the ninth when they that, had a shot, he was going to score the tie, the tying run. Right, if he'd hustled, he they would have scored the tying run. <laughs> and then he goes on the next day. He goes on the DL, DL list. I mean the DL. Very convenient. So, yeah. No, he plays. <laughs> um, yeah. They just put him on the DL because they're like, oh, you know what? Why don't you just go down to AAA? We don't want to hang out with you for a while. <laughs> like, we literally can't take you anymore. Go away. <laughs> like, you're going to need some rehab starts down in Scranton. <laughs> Scranton. Wilkesbury. Yeah. <laughs> I hope you're a big fan of The Office, Gary, because you're going to be there for a while. (laughs) He's got a rail riders mentality on the Yankees. There you go. I like that. He's got a rail riders mentality. That's the best backhanded compliment somebody can get. (laughs) Gary, we just feel like you'd be a great team player for the Scranton rail riders. (laughs) (laughs) Where literally no one is trying to become friends with each other because they're all just trying to get to the major leagues, you know? Yeah. It's just a thoroughfare where, like, everyone is a nomad stranger to one another. Yeah. Like, this is the perfect place for you, Gary. (laughs) If Gary Sanchez was one of those guys giving out samples at the grocery store, nobody would take his samples. (laughs) (laughs) Literally giving away free food and nobody would take it. 
Oh, hey guys, would you like to try a spicy tomato yeah. meatball? Oh, try uh, this pork. Yeah. And they're like, uh, you know what, Gary, no thank you. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> I feel like I might have to interact with you if I took some of this food from you. <laughs> oh, man. That's pretty funny. Um, I got so many things I want to ask ask you guys. That was that was great. Um, did you? I mean, this is a dumb question, but I'm going to ask it anyway. Did you watch the Hall of Fame inductions? No, no. I watched some highlights. Yeah. Any opinions? Everybody seems to like uh, Jim Tomey. Chipper Jones I, is still really annoying. I fucking hate that Chipper Jones. Yeah. Well, he he announced that it that it, his his wife was about to have their second kid or something, and he was naming him Cooper, yeah, which I was like, that's I that. awesome. <laughs> I thought that was corny as shit. I was like, oh, that, that was like a, a uh, sitcom moment. That's the thing. Yeah, I don't know. When you bleed baseball, it's like, that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> I get it. That guy should shave his goatee off, though. Yeah, it hasn't been cool mm. since the 90s. He's like 50 now. Well, also, yeah. he's gone totally gray, you know? I kind of yeah. like that look, the the gray with, maybe not a goatee, maybe he should grow it into a full beard. He should just grow out his full beard, yeah. or like get rid of it, you know? I think that's true. Um, that's, you know, that's like cover band. Right. Yeah, you know? yeah. he definitely has his own YouTube cover band in that Right, so. exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he plays Barna. Uh, <laughs> I'm like a huge... Huge Vladimir Guerrero fan. Though. Yes, that's cool. Totally. Yes. I also. I, you know, sorry. Go on. Uh, oh, I was just also gonna say I, I like I like how Jim Tomey is uh, was also inducted just because I feel like his career. I mean, he hit of course just a million home runs, but I feel like his career batting average had to be, like, closer to two than it was to three, which is not <laughs> that typical of Hall of Fame inductees. Yeah. Well, I, yeah, I, as much, you know, I would love to talk shit about Chick, Chipper Jones all night long. I don't have any problems with anyone who was inducted in the Hall of Fame. I yeah. think that they're all extremely deserving of it. Yeah. Uh, definitely, Vladimir Guerrero is my favorite player, but also, I think Jim Tomei, just you know, in like addition to his career numbers, he like played for everybody. Yeah, he yeah. was like he was like a really good player for the Cleveland, like for the Phillies, and then or I don't remember how it went, but he was like really good. And they're like, you know, he's probably going to fall off. We'll trade him to somebody else during like, you know, he was like perennially traded to a contender or whatever. Yeah, one, he and, was on the yeah, White Sox World Series team. He was on the O5 yeah, White Sox. Yeah, he's on the White Sox. He's on that White Sox team with that other uh, Sexton. What was his name? Sexton. Uh, Pitcher or hitter? He was a hitter. He was a Jim mm -hmm. Tomey type. He was, but he was mm -hmm. like oh, nine feet tall. tall. But nine feet tall. What was yeah. his name? I don't know. Honestly, Sexton, I, I think. I'm thinking yeah, Jermaine Dye. And him and Tommy, I thought they played on the same. And Jermaine Dye, yeah, and Jermaine Dye, a bunch of homers. Yeah, that was a pretty fun team. Pozinski, Kanoko, Dye. Um, do you know that Botola Cologne is two years older than Vladimir Guerrero? <laughs> 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 
Nice. In 18 plate appearances against Cologne, Guerrero hit 333, 333, 333. So that's 6 for 18 with a single each time he hit. Uh, I just thought that was, that was great. Um, yeah, and then Guerrero gave his acceptance speech in Spanish. And I was confused. I went into it thinking he was the first Dominican inducted into the Hall of Fame, but then I saw things on the internet that said he was the third Dominican. Pedro's in the Hall of Fame. Pedro's in the Hall of Fame. Okay, so he's not the first Dominican inducted into the Hall of Fame. There's, anyway, it's a a point in Dominican. Did they play together in Montreal? They probably did. Now, what Guerrero put on his Angels hat, his Hall of Fame plaque has him in the L.A. Angels hat, which I guess makes sense. He's the first uh, inductee into the Hall of Fame under the auspices of the L.A. Angels. But I was a little disappointed in that. It would have been cool if he were the last Hall of Fame inductee inducted as a Montreal Expo. Yeah. Plus, that logo that they have is so cool. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the Expo's the logo. Expos. And like, also, to be named after the World Expo of, like, 1986, no, 68 or something like that. Like, who does yeah. that? Who's like, yeah, this is what we're going to name our team after. <laughs> yeah, Montreal. the stadiums. We used to go to those games when we were kids because you could, you know, buy a $1 seat and sit right behind the home plate <laughs> and... Even even though no one showed up to the game, you could fill it up with all of the people in uh, Fenway, and it would still look like it was half empty because the size of that place was so massive. <laughs> it just was not good. It was for in baseball. it was it was indoors, right? Yeah, yeah. It was Olympic Stadium. Yeah. It no, was wasn't it? It was a dome, but the dome never closed. The dome was broken and never closed. It was permanently open. Really? No, I thought it was the other way around. It was either permanently open. It was a retractable dome, and it was either permanently open or permanently closed. It was like, could not open and close, but it was like one of the first retractable domes. Huh. I feel like yeah, it was... Something like that. I feel like it had to be always <laughs> closed, because otherwise you're going to get snowed out in Montreal constantly, right? They canned that team. Like, it's not... It's a national set. Yeah. Right. No, I know. The same. The same. Oh. Hmm. Sam, did, did uh, Pedro and Vlad play in Montreal at the same time? I don't know, but I feel like... Maybe. I don't know. I don't think so. You don't think so? You think he I left? Think so. I think that... Because we went up and watched... A Red Sox game in Montreal. Eli caught a home run ball in batting practice in left field right. in Montreal one time. Right. Yeah. Jason, Jason Veritek. Right. Did you just tell that story? I didn't, no, you no. told that story like last week, though. No. I think. Oh. It was, it was Jason Veritek. <laughs> I tell that story every week. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think uh, Sam, no, Sam told that story about you last week, I'm pretty sure. Okay. Uh, yeah, we repeat ourselves a lot on this podcast. Yeah, yeah. But <laughs> anyway, point is, 
Pedro was with the Red Sox, and I feel like Vladimir Guerrero was like, if not a rookie, not far removed. <clears throat> okay, okay. Try to find this thing somebody tweeted about a while ago um, about made-up sports rivalries. Like, have you guys ever done that? Have you ever invented a sports rivalry that kind of just exists in your head but is not actually a sports rivalry? Like, yeah, for like, sure. Like the fierce rivalry between, for example, the Red Sox and the Cardinals, maybe. I don't know. That'd be a weird one. Um, that's not – that's like a historic rivalry. Well, because they've played in the World Series against each other a couple of times. Right, but when the – yeah. They've never been in the same league. I don't right? know. No, that doesn't make sense. Um, I was thinking about this. I'm trying to find somebody who was, like, hilariously tweeting about that. Like, the rivalry between Houston and Toronto. Like, that needs to become a thing. Which is weird. Which is weird. Right? I feel like there are the three important baseball rivalries in order of Yankees-Red Sox... Cubs, Cardinals, Dodgers, Giants is what I would say. Um, and then you have the inner league rivalries, but those are actually like only very recently on the field rivalries. Um, Yankees, Mets, Cubs, White Sox, Dodgers, Angels, Giants, A's. I feel like Giants, A's is actually kind of a thing because they played each other in the World Series. Uh, <clears throat> I was thinking about this because I was driving around my town the other day and I saw a car with a Oregon State license plate and I get unreasonably excited whenever I see cars with Oregon State license plates outside of the state of Oregon. Like, I get excited and I'm like, oh, maybe I know this person. Even though there's like 3.5 million people in the state of Oregon. <laughs> So the the odds of me knowing this person are statistically insignificant. Yet, you know, maybe we've both been to, like, the Hillsborough Mall. Or, hey, you know that one rock on the coast by Coos Bay? Yeah, I've been there. That's cool, right? So I always want to honk at people and wave at them in their car with their Oregon license plate, even though they would have no idea why, because I have this Illinois license plate. So basically, you should wear an Oregon hat. <laughs> Always? Always, yeah. <laughs> or just have one in your car so that you can like whip it on real fast when you see an Oregon plate and then honk it. And then honk it. And point at your hat. <laughs> That's actually a really good idea. I'm probably going to do that. <laughs> <laughs> and so I saw this lady driving in this SUV with an Oregon license plate, but she had a University of Oklahoma football sticker on the back. And I was like, ah, hell no. Because I have invented in my brain a rivalry between the Oregon college football team and the Oklahoma college football team. The Ducks and the Sooners. Because we played each other three times over the course of two years in 2000 and 2001. And I remember them very vividly. I bet if you went to talk to any other Oklahoma or Oregon fan, 
they would be like, what are you talking about? We basically don't recognize the existence of this other college football team. But in my heart, you cannot be a resident of the state of Oregon and a fan of the Oklahoma college football team. That is treason, treachery to the state of Oregon. So I, this lady did not get a weird, friendly honk. Anyway, I just brought that up because I, as sports fans, we come up with these imaginary slights and rivalries that maybe other members of the fandom don't recognize. Well, we can all agree that uh, the Red Sox-Yankees rivalry is one of the finest in sports today and throughout history. Yeah, and in perpetuity also. And in perpetuity, and really the only one I care about. Well... It has been and is now and will always be. (laughs) The only one that matters. And it's so funny. I mean, I don't get upset about this because I really like the rivalry. And it's kind of why I got into baseball. But other folks throughout the country who are actual baseball fans, they get so mad about it. Because the Red Sox are going to be on TV every day this week. And the Red Sox and the Yankees are buying every pitcher that's out there right now. (laughs) And they're both on track. I'm not mad. I'm just saying people are mad. I I love it. <laughs> well, let's back that up, though, because it's not like this year in particular. It's like the Red Sox and the Yankees' big budgets are allowing them to go out and, like, muscle around. They're just way better than everyone else in the league, basically. Which, and that's how baseball is structured. Well, I feel like this year the and we've t- we we've talked about this quite a bit, but the the gap between the losers in the league and the winners in the league is so much wider this year than I ever remember it really being. Right, which kind of leads to like more competition in a way between the winners. It's more competition among fewer teams. Mm-hmm. Well, it's kind of like goes back to the steroid eras, right? When like. It's just like a bunch of juiced up muscle fiends like smashing into each other. Yeah. Like who could score 20 runs? Because if you scored 19 runs, you weren't going to win, you know? Yeah, should we start a bring steroids back campaign? Oh, I'm on that campaign. Yes, yes. I think you're the, you're I, the I have chairman the, of that campaign. I, I am the chairman of that campaign. <laughs> I think that if. Your team is below 500 at the halfway point of the season, then all of your players should be allowed to start taking their rights. That would be cool, like a, a like a like a, a Dragon Ball Z boost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, potion. <laughs> if, if like your team is below a certain amount of millions of dollars in payroll, you're allowed to give your players steroids. <laughs> <laughs> just use drugs to even the playing field. Do you have to ration like it, it out? Do you have a limited amount of steroids for the season? No, no, yeah. Just no. I think you should. Yeah. 
you, yeah, so you have to like give, you have to be like, all right, I'm gonna give three of my steroids to the pitcher. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Piss into this hole in the wall. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Yeah, but that's, like, part of your managerial, you know, strategy is, like, how am I going to divvy up my steroids? <laughs> um, yeah, I think that's a great idea. Um, I'm saying um too many times right now. Rule changes. <laughs> <laughs> so, I think, yeah. I don't know. I think that the... Uh, it's It's... The trade deadline, this has, like, been very skewed because I feel like, you know, the Red Sox are one of the best Red Sox teams that I've ever seen in my lifetime. They they should be, right. actually. Yeah. Right. And they, they have they, felt the they need could to, be like, the best make a big accus- yeah. acquisition at the trade deadline. Uh-huh. I am still... Um, not selling my stock in the Houston Astros. I think when we get to the playoffs, the Astros, although Altuve's on the DL now, that's a big question. But I think that the Astros will benefit the most from the shortened uh, schedule in the playoffs and be able to take advantage of their elite pitching staff. They also have the best run differential in the American League. And in Major League Baseball, I believe, even though they are third behind the Yankees and the Red Sox in in win loss, so we we're talking a lot about this arms race in the AL East. I think Houston's. I, I don't know. I mean, I think they're at least equal of the Red Sox and Yankees. I'd actually probably, sure. I'd probably put them between the two. I'd actually probably go Boston, Houston, New York right now. Um, I think until well, proven otherwise, the American League has to come through Houston, right? They're the mm. defending champs, so. Yeah. True. ESPN in the power rankings has Houston and then Boston and then Yankees. Part of that, and this is a weird chicken and egg question, is that there's no real slouch in the AL West. Texas is the worst team. And they're like 40 and 55. No, they play more games than that, but. They're not trash. And then you've got Seattle and Oakland, which are both 60-team win, 60-win teams. And you've got the Angels, which is a, a 500 team with the best player on the planet or second-best player on the planet, plus Shohei Otani, plus Albert Pujols, plus Anderton Simmons, the dude who's from the Lion King. He's pretty good. How do you feel about Mike Trout, Trout this week? You really got on the bandwagon. Oh, oh I am so. so glad you asked me this question. <laughs> okay, I had an epiphany, guys, and I probably texted you this very drunk in the middle of the night. Mike, the weatherman Trout. He has a nickname now. The weatherman, because the dude fucking loves the weather channel. And how great would it be, you know? He hits a home run, and the announcer's like, 
about weatherman's making it rain in the desert tonight, ladies and gentlemen. That's the third <laughs> hit from Mike Trout. And, like, he's playing outfield and robs, robs Seattle of a home run. And it's like, oh, the sun ain't shining tonight in Seattle, ladies and gentlemen. That's what the weatherman says. Oh, my Sounds God. Like you need to you need to go pitch yourself to his marketing. <laughs> I have been. God, <laughs> God only knows they're not doing a good job. <laughs> and that's way the best part about this plan, he doesn't have to change anything about his personality. Right? He can be as boring as mayonnaise if he wants to. All he has to do is keep watching the Weather Channel and right. be vaguely interested in, like, the Philadelphia Eagles or something like well, that. Well, he should, like, lean, if he's going to, like, lean into that yeah. persona, he should, like, start wearing, like, funky ties. You know what yes. I mean? Cause, like, and, like, making really bad jokes. Because that's, like, <laughs> what I feel like weathermen do on TV, yeah. you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm the most boring man in the world, but look at my pineapple tie, you know? I think that would be perfect. He could do a podcast with Al Loker where they actually don't talk about anything but the weather. Or they, like, don't even talk at all. <laughs> or he, t- he, he, he tells his fans what to wear to the game that night, sort of like, all right, everyone. Yeah. Don't forget to bring a jumper because it's going to get a little cold at 11 p.m. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, it'd be perfect. This is just the weather report before the game every day. Yes. We crack the code to his boringness. Right, just lean into it. Just lean into it. Exactly. Boringness. You don't know how happy I've been since I discovered that just watching the weather channel in his free time. <laughs> but it's it, it's just so hard for him because his last name is Trout, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. oh, my gimmick is I'm a weather guy. And they're like, why aren't you a fish guy? Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah, and I feel like pushing that into, for example, the fishing report would just be too much of a stretch for him. Right. Yeah. Also, no. fishermen are very solitary people, I feel like, and it's not like a mass appeal sort of situation. Sure, but, I mean, this may be going on a stretch, but the appeal of going to a baseball game and the appeal of going fishing is kind of similar. Nah. Because yeah. you want, like, a full baseball stadium, you know? When you go to a game, you want the crowd to be, like, alive and, like, people to be, like, drinking and, like, shouting and, like, that's absolutely not what you want on the river when you're trout fishing. Oh. Uh, mm. I was going with, you know, peace and sunshine and the chance to quietly get drunk and hang out with friends. And also do an activity that may or may not be central to the region. I think that fishing doing. is, like... A chance to like indulge your alcoholism when your wife isn't around. Baseball side? No, fishing. <laughs> I, I also kind of hate fishing. I've gone fishing a couple of times. I'm like, this is beautiful. fishing. Maybe is more like golf. I don't know. Maybe maybe I'm going off on the wrong analogies here. I feel like my previous point applies to golf also. 
Your previous point about fishing or your previous point about baseball? No, fishing. Okay, yeah. Yeah, I think I agree with that. Okay. Um, I'm going through my tweets right now, trying to find a good uh, uh, topic for us to go out The on. Red Sox are, are currently uh, in the 10th inning right now, by the way. Tenth. It's 1-1, so pitching duel continues. I wanted to say something to you, Joel, in response to your the country is angry about the Red Sox being on TV every day this week. I'm not angry. But the country I feel angry. like no, not you, the country. Yeah, yeah, the country yeah, is yeah, angry. Yeah. Yeah. Go for I, it. I would like objectively argue like, is there a more exciting team to watch on television in the major leagues right now than the Red Sox? And I would say that you would be hard pressed to like, if Shohei Otani is not pitching and batting leadoff for both teams, like (laughs) you would be hard pressed to like find a more exciting team. Oh, I totally agree with you. Um, I think, I mean, we haven't talked about the National League because we don't care about the National League. The Dodgers, though, just got Machado, and Yasiel Puig just came off the DL at the same time. So they are loaded right now. Uh, but, no, yeah, they don't look like excited. I it's like one big letdown his entire career, though. He's hitting pretty good right now. I would say Yasiel Puig is the Anna Kornikova of baseball. If there Ooh, any- that's harsh. That's harsh. Yeah. Damn. That's a sick bone, Sam. You mean he's making more of his money in yeah. modeling gigs? <laughs> well, he's just, like, more famous than he is. Like, ten times good. more famous than he is, like, worth based on merit. It's like, like media appeal... And sex appeal is higher by far than his ability warrants, you know? Well, I'd be interested in just seeing how many years he's been in the league versus how many games he's played in because I feel like 50% of the time he's injured. He's injured a lot. I feel like he's run through more stop signs at third base than he's played games. (laughs) (laughs) Um, nice. Yeah, and he's going to host The Biggest Loser in like five years, so. Yeah, so that, that he's got the right idea about his, uh, <laughs> his career. He's like, oh. he could turn his mediocre sports career into a, like, successful reality TV career. That's yes. all I'm saying. I would respect him for that. I would definitely respect him for that. All right, guys, um, give me, like, uh, a prediction. This is kind of lame, but give me a prediction for August. What's going to happen? What, or, or we got 24 hours left in the trade market. What's going to happen? Are we are we done? Are, are teams still making moves? What about Milwaukee? Come on, guys. Give me some help. By mid-August, my prediction would be that the big sports media – will be spending more time reporting on preseason football than they will be reporting on baseball. Oh, dude, they already are. That's an, that's an easy prediction. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, Brian uh, James is... I predict that by mid-August that uh, Puig will be back on the DL. Oh! Uh, 
That's oh. <laughs> oh. Damn, that is cold, Eli. Um, yeah, I, I, this I, week's weather with Mike Trout, it's getting cold. It's getting cold. <laughs> we got to make this happen. Uh, my prediction is that by mid-August, Tampa Bay will be 60-60 and 60 with a run differential of zero. My prediction is by mid-August, Gary Sanchez will have zero dollars donated to his Facebook, <laughs> donate to a charity of my choosing for my birthday campaign. <laughs> oh. My prediction is that by mid-August, Gary Sanchez will be renting a very nice house in Scranton, Pennsylvania, and will have bought a chihuahua. <laughs> It'll only be a one bedroom though, because he's not having anyone he's over. Not, he's not. Yeah. Uh, he's going to rent the only loft in Scranton, Pennsylvania. He will stay up late, late watching Hulu and texting uh, Aaron Judge, who will not text him back. Right. Or like writing really homophobic tweets that no one will ever read, even just for gotcha journalism. For gotcha journalism. Oh, that's a good one. All right. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for uh, staying up late with us tonight. Uh, we are the Dump on the Young Baseball podcast. You can check us out on Apple iTunes. You can rate and review us. You can check us out and subscribe to us. Check us out on SoundCloud.com. Check us out on iTunes. I said that. Facebook is what I meant. And follow us on Twitter. Um, I've, I've been making fun of, Twi- of Yankee fans all week on Twitter. And they're like, dude, why are you making fun of us right now? And I'm like, because I'm kind of mean. Any last word, guys? Come um, on, have a good week. Yeah. 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 Red, go. Sox, Red Sox will be up by 10 games by the end of the yeah, weekend. Yeah. They got to win three All out right. of four. They'll win three out of four this weekend. That'll be big. Seven and a half. Yankees ain't going to come back up. Down seven and a half. All right. Good night, ladies and gentlemen. Have an excellent evening and a pleasant tomorrow. She said goodbye. Well, Lord, I thought I would cry. She'll do me, she'll do you, she's got the kind of loving. Oh, I love to hear her when she called me sweet. Daddy's such a beautiful dream. Oh, this was uh, Kike Hernandez's Walk Up music, by the way, and that's why we played it. Forgot to mention that, sorry. I like that guy. <laughs> we also didn't talk about Kike Hernandez at all. <laughs> I like that guy. I think it's funny. I like Kike Hernandez. I got to love.